You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, rise up, Red Sea. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. We're your host, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnAZCards, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner, our final Guest for Guest Week, the most uh, uncreative name for any segment ever produced in the history of audio. It's Guest Week. Yes, that's right. And Cam Cox, of course, 12 News is going to join us. And you know what? We're going to start talking about the Arizona Cardinals opening up their preseason one week from today against the Dallas Cowboys, who their second, third, fourth groups units looked awful last night. It's fantastic. It's always great to see the boys play terribly Alex yeah for sure I mean you know it's uh it's it was beautiful I mean they had a couple really good drives early on last night I'm like oh what's going on here you know and then you know obviously comes back to earth now Bo, uh, just real quick touching on the uh the backhanded slap uh that you just gave me for me coming up with guest week is it worse than football Friday that everybody uses <laughs> when they talk about football on Friday. It's a football Friday here right. on blah, blah, blah. There's a, Every single yeah. show uses that. There's a cross enemy lines when you're talking to, you know, a reporter from a different, from the opponent's team that comes in. Yeah, they, there's the Mount Rushmore segments. There's, there's just a, there's a ton of just uncreative, uh, just name segments across sports talk radio that are still utilized today. And we're we're not uh, we're not better than that. We're not better than that at all. And guess week continues. Cam Cox today. We're excited about it. Talking about last night's game. If you want to tune in, get more coverage on that, especially Pittsburgh Steelers centric. Our guy, of course, Matt Williamson, part of Peacock and Williamson. He's going to give you the full breakdown on Peacock and Williamson. That's what our podcast is brought to you by today lockdowns peacock and williamson monday through friday they're giving you the national perspective all around the nfl covering the latest news insight on every game team move around the nfl get your picks previews and much more every day every weekday with peacock and williamson's podcast part of the lockdown podcast network subscribe where you find podcasts i don't believe they're on youtube just yet uh yeah i don't know they're not they're not as cool as we are just yet so just wherever you find podcasts. So today, before we talk to Cam Cox, there's a couple news and notes coming out of Cards Camp. Tomorrow's the red and white scrimmage, so get out there, get to State Farm Stadium, and uh, check out the Arizona Cardinals, the 2021 squad, for the first time. Um, now, it remains to be seen if you'll get your first glimpse of Rondell Moore. He exited practice yesterday, what they're calling a precautionary uh, move. But uh, maybe another minor injury, which we've seen just a ton of this camp so far. AJ Green uh, dealing with some things. We earlier this uh, training camp, Nook Hopkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and of course uh, JJ Watt nursing that sore hamstring. So you're seeing just a, a litany of of minor injuries. Nothing that's going to put anybody on the IR, like on the uh, on the IR. But uh, it's it's slowing down progress a little bit. But um, yeah, so. Uh, the Cardinals did make a move today. They did sign a BYU wideout, an undrafted free agent. He's in his second pro season, and um, it's uh, Aleva Hifo. He's uh, never really produced. He was on the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad for 2020, and uh, I wouldn't think that that's a move to uh, add any more depth because of the Rondell Moore injury, <laughs> or minor injury. So 
uh, just look out for that. But I do want to get into the conversation, Alex, here in a bit uh, as we kind of just discuss some of the takeaways from yesterday uh, that happened after we recorded our podcast. But about Cliff Kingsbury and the group of guys, the, the big names on this roster, addressing the giant elephant in the room, and that's missing the playoffs last year. We'll get into that. But yesterday it was Andy Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson after we had kind of debated this you know, Nikhil Harry for Andy Isabella swap that ESPN had come up with out of thin air. Uh, Andy Isabella made a couple big plays yesterday. So did Keyshawn Johnson. And it's two guys vying for the sa- for a roster spot. Cliff Kingsbury said, you know, with Andy Isabella going in there and making some big plays, it's not Andy Isabella who's going to lose out to a roster spot to Rondell Moore. He's like, they're not playing for the same roster spot. Although they're, they're small, shifty, fast, wide receivers – they're not the same. Yeah, you know, and that's obvious. I mean, the only the only reason we compare Andy Isabella directly to Rondell Moore is neither of them are six three outside wide receivers, and they were both drafted in the second round. Right. You know, and we talked about Rondell Moore was the choice for the Cardinals this year. Andy Isabella didn't didn't necessarily work out comparatively speaking to the other second round pick that went directly after him in DK Metcalf a couple of years ago. So that's the only reason why there's direct comparisons. Now, really quickly, talking about the injuries, Bo. Watching football last night, and I was much more excited than I thought it was going to be when we recorded the podcast. I was there 15 minutes early. I was ready to roll. I had my food in front of me. You forget, and it's so selfish with how we forget how brutal the game of football is. Like just watching Clay Ch- Chase Claypool went down, and it wasn't even he wasn't even hit hard. He made a ridiculous catch, and the ground isn't soft, so people get you know he's falling from a couple of feet in the air, and he drills into the ground, and he's hobbled. Like it just puts into perspective how fragile every team is when it comes to injury. That's like the one, that's the one competitor that every NFL player is playing against. That's where the brotherhood. That's the. The you know the focal point is to not step over that injury line when every play could be the last one of the year for you. And I say it so flippantly because I'm sitting here in my living room talking about it, but it's a stark reminder of how brutal this game is. So these minor injuries and everything, it's just, man, we talk about all these things like, well, this needs to happen, and if Kyler does this and this, everything could change if there's a major injury. Yeah, no doubt about it. You just it. don't like to think about it. No, you, you know? don't. I mean, it's... It, 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 I mean, talk about the the giant pink elephant in the room. I mean, that's one of them. Every each team, all thirty two teams, they're, they're not going to discuss you know what's going to happen if if so and so goes down. I mean, they've just got to move forward because it's just such it's it's part of the game. It's part of the game, just like throwing a touchdown or, or you know running a route. It, getting injured happens, and especially when you have the new not new but fair relatively new. You know, rules and regulations in place. And, you know, the Arizona Cardinals just put on pads the other day for the first time. And uh, you're, you're going to see guys go out there. You're going to see guys probably start dropping like flies a week from today. You are. It's, that's an, it's inevitable, you know, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully it's just not as far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned. They're big impact makers. Yeah, I mean, think about this. And, you know, you never want to think about injury. It just – and it's – Obviously, it's a dumb statement that I'm it's but it's something that it just doesn't get talked about because everybody's excited about football, fantasy football, you know, betonline.ag, all that stuff. Sunday, morning to night, all balls to the wall football. But an injury could change everything. What if Malcolm Butler gets hurt? Yeah. Like, you know, you don't wish this upon anybody, but out of all the rooms, 
if out of all the, you know, the team rooms, you know, safeties, corners, offensive line, if Malcolm Butler gets hurt, this team will be the 32nd ranked cornerback group in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting I mean, d- debate. I mean, you called the Kyler Murray word because it goes without saying. I mean, he's the most important player on this roster. Yeah, if he right, gets right, hurt, of course. that's doomsday. So you have to think about, okay, who's who's the s- second most important person to the success of the Arizona Cardinals? Who could they do without? Who needs to avoid injury? And, and Malcolm Butler, I get that. Um, but I'm looking at that offensive line, and there's two key cogs on that. And I'm looking at DJ Humphreys and Rodney Hudson. I think that them staying healthy is so important and a linchpin to the Arizona Cardinals' success in 2021. I hear, like, I think Malcolm Butler is is going to be solid, and he needs to be yeah. in order for that for that room to be adequate. But you know, I I think that the drop off isn't as significant as it would be on the offensive line. I yeah, I mean, listen, the, I've said this, and I'll continue. This is one of my staples here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. The best offensive line, the Arizona Cardinals, best offensive lineman, the Arizona Cardinals will have is Kyler Murray's legs. Kyler Murray has the ability to extend plays even when the offensive line is below average. Now, is it ideal? Absolutely not. Does an injury on the offensive line directly affect Kyler Murray and his ability to stay healthy? Absolutely. But if, say, and again, we're prefacing this by you don't want anybody to get injured ever on any team. That's not what what we're in this game for. But say DeAndre Hopkins gets hurt and he's out for an extended period of time. I trust Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury's ability to sometimes put together a good game plan to move the ball down the field because of Kyler Murray and his ability to just find a speedy receiver, throw somebody open, something like that. It's not ideal, but you can deal with it. If Malcolm Butler gets hurt, your cornerback one on the outside is a guy that hasn't played in two years. And potentially your cornerback one could be a guy that it's inside that when playing outside to start the 2019 season was the worst cornerback in football. Statistically, by touchdowns allowed, we have to you have to keep in mind that the, or this 2018, or, sorry, that 2018. This or, yeah, that this organization views Byron Murphy is probably their best corner. It's not even Malcolm Butler. Like Byron Murphy yeah. is a guy that they're pushing all the chips into the middle of the table for. So you know that's that's something interesting. Why? I mean, it, it, right now we're saying Malcolm Butler because yeah, he made the big, probably the most famous play in the history of of the stadium that he's about to play in consistently. Um, and he and he's done it. He's made Pro Bowls, and Byron Murphy hasn't done that yet. But Byron Murphy, I think they're looking at is ha- supposed to have the biggest year of that entire group. Are we, should we wait for this uh, conversation with Cam Cox about what the team is saying about missing the playoffs? Or you want to get into it real quick? Um, let's let's wait. Let's ask him. Okay, so no, I want to get his thoughts on it. For I think sure. yeah, and the, and the team is saying everybody's saying all the right things, and you know we'll, we'll tell you what's. You know that's that's all well and good, and, and you can say it until you're blue in the face. But uh, we'll get into the comments from head coach Cliff Kingsbury, from quarterback Kyler Murray, from don't you dare call him RB one Chase Edmonds, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, we're gonna get into those conversations about what they're saying, and it's all the right things. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The track and field competition continues to be electric on the Olympic coverage, Alex. And when I watch Team USA. I think about Built Bar because it's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? Isn't that incredible that they would trust Built Bar, this this protein bar that in blind taste tests is beating actual candy bars, trumping them. People are tasting them just just on pure taste and, and consistency, and they're like, yeah, that's that's better. And it's a protein bar. It's got all the nutritional things that you need in it. 
that you would get from a, a protein bar. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Our guy Mike sent us a screenshot of the three boxes he got. Delicious salted caramel. He got the, uh, didn't he get the mint as well? He got the mint chocolate. Just uh, just lighten up with the Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Save yourself some cash like Mike did. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com, the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, we are going to continue guest week with our guy Cameron Cox, 12 News. We're going to be talking about the Redbirds the day before the red-white scrimmage. Hopefully he'll get out there. I don't know if they're going to be opening up the Great Lawn. I don't know if there's going to be any tailgating going on tomorrow. Hopefully they'll... They'll do so. It might be still a little too hot to get out there and, and fire up the grill. But getting in the State Farm Stadium and taking in an Arizona Cardinals, their, their scrimmage, their first scrimmage, uh, it's just something to be celebrated. And like I can't say it enough. A week from today, we're going to have the Arizona Cardinals opening up their preseason against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and look, excited about it. Yeah, doesn't feel real yet. It doesn't, you know? um, and, and as far as the coverage for that game, um, it's a game that's going to kick off, I believe it's 7 p.m. AZ time, and of course you can watch all the preseason action on 12 News. They've got every single game. And the Arizona Cardinals, so I think what will we do a podcast after that? It's going to be a little late. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. We'll you're figure gonna, it out. You're going to keep everybody waiting. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> Please make sure you're <laughs> Thank subscribed. Thank you for putting me on the spot. Our, we talked about yeah, that it's, I, you know, It should be in a nice little package under the tree Saturday morning for everybody to open. I think so. Maybe we do it early Saturday morning. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But the team was saying all the right things recently, Alex, and this was broken down by our guy, Josh, uh, Josh Weinfuss. And um, he was... There was Cliff Kingsbury, there was DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, um, talking about the big elephant in the room yesterday, or last year, where they, they fell down the stretch. They went 3-6. and six. And uh, Kingsbury said, we want to touch on it early, and then we want to move past it. There are enough things that are needed to address from last year and make sure we understood where it went wrong to try to make, make sure that those same mistakes weren't made this year. DeAndre Hopkins said, it's hung over here a lot especially Kyler Murray, not being able to really finish how he wanted to. So you've got that, and then you've also got this quote from Chase Edmonds. We folded point blank, period, on the end of last season. It's encouraging to see this from these players. Now, as far as what they're doing to make these adjustments, are they even making the right adjustments and the execution? That's another question, but I'm glad they're saying all the right things. Yeah, do you remember in 2016... Um, when the Cardinals lost week one at home against the Patriots and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And then Bruce Arians at the end of the year said, we couldn't recover from our week one loss. Yeah. At least they folded at the end of the season and not the beginning. You know, like this is a, this is a very different culture. And Bruce Arians had the fun uncle. I'm drinking whiskey. I'm smoking cigars. That's cool. Players coach. Uh, no risk and no biscuit. I hate that. I hate that. I'm so happy we don't have to talk about that anymore. Come I on. just hate the phrase. Just use something else. Use something else. No risk and no biscuit. On the gambler. And sexy. Use something else. Okay. No. Come on. All they did was throw the ball down the field and hope for PIs. I mean, that was really the crux of. That's the a crux big part of, of the game. 
I mean, I understand. the Arizona Cardinals but, didn't but, have guys that had, that could do that. Hopefully, they'll have guys that can do that now. This isn't 2016 locked on Cardinals. Okay, so right now, when you're looking at these guys, they're hungry. I mean, you could tell this is potentially the most talented roster we've seen, even though it's top heavy for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, look yeah. at it. So there are expectations now that there weren't before the 2015 season. So those expectations carried over, and the Cardinals' head were so big it couldn't even get in the room going to the 2016 season. David Johnson gets hurt in 2017. Carson Palmer gets hurt in the week eight in London in 2018 or 2017, and then 2018 was 2018. So they're completely restarting, and this is really the first year where Kyler Murray, as we've talked about a lot, he's taking the leadership role. And this time, it's not just because he's the most talented player on the field. It's not lead by example. You can tell the kid's growing up in front of our eyes. So the things that are need to, need to happen is Cliff Kingsbury needs to keep up, and they need to produce. I mean, that's it. There are expectations now, which is a good step to be on now because there weren't any last year and there weren't any the year before. Sure, there were more last year than there were in 2019, but nobody expected them to start six and three. Nobody expected them to be in a position to only need to beat one backup quarterback in week 16 and week 17 to make the playoffs. There wasn't an expectation like that when the season started. Now there is. So it's just how they produce. Yeah. You know, look, just the last thing I'll say about that 2016 team is obviously mentally they weren't where they needed to be. And I don't know who that falls on. I don't know if it's the if it's the coaching staff, one that basically they just won a Super Bowl in Tampa. And then you have uh, the leaders in the I could have coached that team. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm I think that there's a little bit. It's different. It, a little it's just bit different. More. I mean, it's what, different. what Todd Bowles did was, was masterful. Um, Absolutely. But uh, I believe he had already moved on to head coaching ranks. I don't think he was. The, was he the D.C.? I have to double check that. The D.C. in 2016. I think it was already moving on to James Betcher. Uh, but, you know, to, to, ha- to pretty much say you were cooked week one because of a loss to a backup quarterback for the Patriots is like you just had all these preseason expectations to be a Super Bowl team. Like everybody was picking you. I feel like mm-hmm. the media was still like, they're still beaten by that. They feel like burned by that Cardinals team. This Cardinals team, you're right. Like 20, 2019, it was like, okay, we have this experiment. Can Kyler Murray play at the, at the NFL level? Can Cliff Kingsbury coach at the NFL level? And I think that they showed, hey, they, they at least earned the next season. And then 2019 is like, okay, let's see if Kyler Murray can establish himself. He did. The jury's still out on Cliff Kingsbury. That's what this year is about. Like, they can, they can compete – but can they do enough to succeed? And that's what this season's going to be about. You know, it's right. interesting. You know, what were we talking about this time last year about the defensive side of the football and mainly defensive coordinator Vance Joseph? What were the thought? What was the like mostly the the consensus thought on the Cardinals' second year at that time? Defensive. He was on the hot seat. He was on the hot seat. There was not a lot of confidence in his ability to draw up defensive game plans and scheme. What's the perception now? He should be the head coach. But what I'm saying, what a difference a year makes, what a difference. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury has the opportunity to change the narrative around him. Because so many people, like so many people, and they probably won't admit it today. And I wish we'd kept receipts about Vance Joseph. And you could probably find them out there on Twitter about people saying, you know, not nice things about VJ. But, you know, now... I mean, the guy can do no wrong. 
I think that Cliff Kingsbury has the opportunity. I don't think that the ship has sailed on him becoming a guy that can be a, a decent head coach. Yeah, and you look at this, and it's interesting because normally this would be a bad comparison um, or negative comparison. They are on the plight of the Cleveland Browns and to see if they can execute it. I mean, that's it. Not where the Cleveland Browns got to last year, but you have a leg up at quarterback. You definitely do not have the advantage at running back. And wide receivers, kind of similar. Their defense has gotten better. Obviously, the Browns has this year. But going into last season, the media was burned by Cleveland in 2019, thinking that would be the year that they would take the leap. And it's an interesting comparison, not necessarily directly correlated, but that's the plight of this team is get the media back in your favor because you have you have the star-studded nature on this team. And if you can execute and become a playoff team, then things completely change. And if not, mark it, though. If they don't make the playoffs and if they win eight games, it could be Armageddon for this front office and head coach and a head coach. It really could. I, I think that the team needs to do – to think less about what the media is saying. I think that's what Cleveland did a really good job of last year. I think that they, they were able to really focus on what's what's necessary, where you know they fell short the previous season. Like We saw that Cleveland Browns team. It was coached by Freddie Kitchens. Kyler Murray beat Baker Mayfield and those guys last year, or this previous season, and they were a completely different team under Kevin Stefanski because they were just doing what was necessary to win. They didn't, it didn't look good. They, if they had to run the football instead of you know use the, that array of wide receivers and they're you know at that point you know Baker Mayfield in his arm they shied away from him they just did what was necessary to win we're going to get into our conversation with Cam Cox of course 12 news where you can find all the Arizona Cardinals preseason action starting next week we're going to bring him on next our guy from 12 news Cam Cox joins us right here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast your team every day All right, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you. Friday, guest week, least creative name in the history of sports talk. Our guy Cam Cox, though, he joins us. Cam, what's up, my man? Uh, Guys, good to talk to you guys. Hope everybody's doing well. Bo, happy late birthday, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. 42. It's a hell of a year. No, come on. You're lucky you've got your hair plugs. Come on. I was going to say about 50. So, (laughs) congratulations, my friend. If it makes you feel any better, I found one gray hair the other day, so I'm almost catching you. That's a humbling humbling day that uh, we're all going to inevitably experience. Uh, You know what? Speaking of people getting a little bit long in the tooth, we haven't talked about it a lot this week. We've had a great array of guests, Jody Jackson, Ian Rappaport. Rap Sheet talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, Johnny Venerable, what's the latest, what, what's your latest feeling on Larry Fitzgerald? Guys, this is such the weirdest thing I think I've seen in a long time when it comes to a guy and what his future holds. Uh, I don't know. And I'm just going to be real with you guys. I have no idea what Fitz is doing. People I talk to, they have no idea what he's waiting on now. Um, this is officially way past the longest time Fitz has ever waited to decide anything. Uh, I heard in the summertime that he was, uh, you know, training again and getting ready, but still undecided. Everything that I've heard along the way is still he doesn't know yet. He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know yet. Uh, It was interesting to hear on day one Cliff say the ball is in his court. That to me 
just my gut tells me that there's something on the table and they're just waiting for him to come back and decide if he wants to play. I will say this with the number of injuries. I was thinking about this yesterday with the number of injuries they have at wide receiver, the number of guys who are missing practice. If I was Cliff or Steve Kime, I'd get on the phone with Larry Fitzgerald right now and figure out a way to get him back on the field in that room quickly. Cam, I mean, we can beat around the bush here. They're not offering him enough money. I mean, isn't yeah, that kind of where we're at here? I mean, that's here's the thing. And I've talked I talked about this. I asked Bo this in May. Um, when does this become selfish? When does this become Larry Fitzgerald, the untouchable one? Like he's uh, he's the greatest thing that ever happened to Arizona sports. There's no question about that, okay? But he's been given double what he would have gotten on other squads for the last probably three years that he got with Arizona. He's been a loyal Arizona Cardinal since 2003, but he's also been paid the most out of any non-quarterback in history, Bo? Correct. Is that right? Yep. So he's been paid very handsomely for being on a bad team for a lot of those years. Why not say, you know what? Give me four mil, guys. Let's run it back one more time. Why does it have to be 10? Why does it have to be eight? Is there a time where this could become selfish? I don't know if selfish is the right word, Alex. I, I, I'll say this, though. I think Larry is smart enough to know the Cardinals aren't going to pay him $8, 10 $11 million. At least that's, that's what I think. So I haven't heard a number through all this. The whole time, and I know I've told you guys this before, I thought the number is going to be around five. I just think that's what it's going to be, maybe even less than that. And I just think it's always been some type around there. Uh, I just think it is what it is. I think Larry knows that. If they gave him 8, 9, 10, that significant 11 that he's been given all these past years, I, I mean, I don't know how in the world they fit that <laughs> in the budget whatsoever. Uh, so I think the number's around five. Does he want to come back for that? I think that's the biggest question moving forward. Uh, and if he wants, I think there's other questions too involved. Does he want to play in this offense again? I mean, Cliff throws him screen passes every time, you know, he calls his number on the field. I don't know if I'd want to do that again. Um, you know, what's the relationship there with the rest of the team? So I just I just think there's a lot of variables involved um, when it comes to coming back. I, I don't think money is the biggest issue, um, but I, I will say he's got to be willing to take a pay cut to come back. And I think that's always been the case. Yeah, I mean, the uh, Cliff offense has been conducive to him extending his catch streak, but it isn't good for a guy whose yak is like .5. I mean, he's getting like yak. 40 catches for 50 yards on a season. You, you're a guy, and I... I, I I think I'm right on that. You played wide receiver, right? That was your that was your I, position. I, I, did, I did about ten years ago. It was, it was nice while it lasted. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I was I was not good. I was not Larry Fitzgerald good. We'll just say that. No, but not a lot of people are. But let me ask you this. I mean, there's a lot of hype surrounding Rondell Moore. I know he's dealing with the minor injury now. But uh, are you buying into the hype? What tell tell me? It's different than Andy Isabella as a second round pick, and why? I'll just tell you from the eye test what I've seen so far is every time I come into practice, I pass certain people with the Cardinals, and the guy they bring up first is Rondell Moore. And so then you're like, okay, cool. Rondell's making some plays. He's making more plays than I'm seeing. So then you start watching. This dude just knows how to get open. And so that's the biggest difference, I think, from early on. I remember watching Andy early on in camp, and, and, and while, sure, he was fine in camp, I remember as a rookie, the biggest thing he struggled with early on in his first camp was getting open finding space and you saw that on the field his first couple of years um you know sure he wasn't running by people like we all thought he was going to do consistently the biggest thing with Rondell Moore since the moment he's kind of stepped on the field is this dude's been able to get uh get some separation between guys he's been able to get open down the field 
catches the ball with his hands, not so much with the body. Uh, so I think overall, he is miles ahead of what Andy Isabella was his first year. And it's clear that when they have opportunities early on, I know he's dealing with something right now, but when they had opportunities early on in camp to get him in there with the ones, to get him reps right away, like he was the guy over Andy. I think Andy's looked better um, in camp so far this year. He's definitely made some more plays. You know, when his number's been called, he's made the most of his opportunities. So that, that's good for him because we want to see that on the field this year. Um, but from day one, they've given Rondell Moore kind of those extra opportunities when someone's not out there and, and he's taking advantage of them to the fullest. This dude can fly, he can catch. Um, I, I think he'll be a nice addition to Cliff's offense. They're looking for that change of pace guy, that speed burner, you know, that jet sweep guy. Um, you know, sure, Christian Kirk has done some of that, but they're definitely going to try and get Rondell the ball uh, from time to time, you know, in this offense this season. Cam Cox, Channel 12 News, joining us here, Locked On Cardinals, as we wrap up guest week. The best name. It's It's got to be better than Football Friday. Well, <laughs> Football Friday is the worst alliterative statement in sports radio, in sports TV. Football, football Friday. Like every day now? That's the best yeah, part it's, about it's just, it's every Oh, day. cool. It starts with F. Let's group them together in perpetuity. Okay, something else in perpetuity, Cam, is Steve Kimes' job security. What is happening here at the end of the season? What number under the win column? is the line of demarcation between success and Armageddon for Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. Guys, I make those facial expressions because I'm still like up in the air. I'm trying to like figure out how good this team is going to be this year. And I'm, I'm having a hard time. I don't know if you guys are. I'm having a really hard time with coming up with a realistic number. And I've like gone back and forth about this for days because I'm, I'm concerned. Like Cliff doesn't say he's concerned, but I'm concerned with the number of people that have missed practices already. Big names from receivers, from J.J. Watt is still not out there. You know, everybody's got a minor issue, minor thing. You know, Cliff Kingsbury not releasing the injury report. Um, It's just very confusing about why all these people are missing practices so early on when they've had a whole summer to get healthy. Uh, And to me, training camp practices don't even seem that hard anymore. Uh, when it comes to their workload whatsoever. So I'm having a hard time determining how good this team is going to be after like eight or nine practices. I think the number for Steve Kahn, I think Steve is safe. I I will say this. I think Steve is safe no matter what. I think the number of wins is going to determine Cliff Kingsbury's future um, when it comes to what he can do moving forward. Guys, we've talked about this all offseason. This, to me, this season doesn't so much come down to Steve. It comes down to what Cliff does on the field. And it comes down to how much Kyler can take that next step. Uh, Cliff has got to show he can stay, you know, on his skis and not be over them at times. He's got to show that he can call plays and be a head coach at the same time. I think that's still unproven. Uh, And he's got to be able to not let this team collapse like it did last year. So to me, it comes down to more Cliff than it does Steve Kime. I I still think Steve Kime is safe, even though that seat is definitely warming up, as you guys have heard, um, you know, throughout the league. So I I will say this. I I think the number there... They can't go less than what they did last year. So if they do six, five, that, that, that's all the win total is. If they get around seven or eight, that may be okay to get everybody another year. Um, but I, I think if they go anything lower than that, I mean, this team could be in trouble. Steve Kime listening to Chris Carter's wise words. you got to have a fall guy. And it seems like he's got Cliff <laughs> yeah. Kingsbury. Hey, we got to ask that one day in a press conference. Like, Steve, what's the key to job security, man? Like, what is it? Like, 
What? Do you think you should still have a job? That's the one question. Like, if I'm going to mic drop and get out of Ari- sports radio in Arizona, that's the question I'm going to go in and ask and get banned by saying, "Do you think you should still be? You, do you think you should still have a job?" I'm just curious. I, I, I guarantee you, he'll say yes. I, that's a 50-50 comp. That's a 50-50 thing because the draft record isn't great. The Zayvon Collins stuff, Alex, you and I have gone back and forth on this on Twitter. Is just confusing. While I don't mind Steve being this honest whatsoever, it still makes your your head scratch a little bit with the whole the thing with Jordan Hicks. You know, now other teams know he's not the starting middle linebacker. So what's his trade value? It's it's that's nothing now. So what right. would you expect to get him when you didn't name him the starter? Um, but I, I don't mind the honesty. I appreciate it. It's it's just very confusing when you look at his draft record. When you look at the guys he's been able to bring in, some of the big names. It's been a home run. It's been a hit. Uh, but as uh, Patrick Peterson pointed out, you know, the record is not great. So it's very confusing when you look at Steve. I think it's a big year for everybody. This has to work. This whole thing that they, you know, put together has to somewhat work. This offense has to take the next step. They have to be able to run the ball. Rodney Hudson looks like a beast in the middle, so maybe they will be able to run the ball. Um, And then Cliff Kingsbury's got to get it all together. Kyler Murray's got to take a next step to it. So this whole thing has to take a big step in the direction or – I think Michael has a, a real case to look at everybody's job after that. The place you got to be to watch it happen. Of course, your first glimpse of the 2021 Arizona Cardinals is happening on 12 News a week from today. The Dallas Cowboys. Are you involved in the coverage, Cam? Yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. I'm going to host the uh, the pregame show for the Cardinals uh, right before the preseason game. Really looking forward to that. That's going to be something new this year. And, uh, you know, we'll always have coverage locally on 12 News leading up to the pregame show and then the uh, actual pregame itself and then we'll have postgame coverage live right after the game uh we're doing a special locker room from the new orleans game too as well we'll be in the big easy for a little bit so it's uh it's it's gonna be pretty cool i'm I'm looking forward to it It should be a lot of fun and uh i think the preseason is going to be interesting a little bit more interesting this year because i think these starters have to play a little bit they got to play a little bit Mm -hmm. more especially now that you're not seeing these guys in practice, they got to get a few more reps. And I think that third preseason game, I think it's going to be somewhat normal than we have seen in years past because the guys get two weeks off after that before their first game. I think I don't have any service. I, Alex, have you gotten a call or text to, to join the coverage? What's going on? on. Hold on? What's going on here? We're a part of the Hold team. 12 Sports tonight has been on hiatus for three years <laughs> the Olympics because we go on we go on the air like at 11.45 every right. night. And so that's, that's been brutal. Uh, but as soon as we get the show back, guys, not this Sunday, the next Sunday, we'll get everybody together. And we'll I thought I pissed off Cody. I thought What's I up? pissed off Cody. No. I was like, oh, what no. the hell is going on here? <laughs> Schneider, <laughs> let's roll. Next, next week, guys, we'll, we'll get good. everybody together. And uh, we'll break down this first game. I, there's a lot of interesting storylines to watch. I'm another thing that I'm curious on is Zayvon Collins in the middle and yeah. Isaiah Simmons. We've talked a lot about them. I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. have too as well. They've given them that defense, and throughout practice, you've seen plenty of times where they're like, "Hey, they look like they know what they're doing." But then there's plenty of times they throw up their hands in the air. And uh, I saw yesterday Vance Joseph is getting on Isaiah and Zayvon for not knowing some calls at times. So. To me, that's the biggest thing to watch that first preseason game, if they can control that defense or not. Yeah, watch it uh, Friday, 12 news. And, of course, if you're going out to Glendale tomorrow, watch it happen in front of your eyes, the white, the red-white scrimmage. Watch number 9 and 25 out there playing the linebacker position. And, of course, check out Cam Cox on a nightly basis, 12 news. Cam, thanks so much, man. Thanks for wrapping up Guess hey, Week for us. Guys, next week, 
just I, we'll, we'll book something up. All right, I got you. you're good, dude. Perfect, man. <laughs> we're just giving, we're just busting your chops as yep. we always do. We're gonna wrap things up. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week on Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network.